Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's action-packed episode of The Jerick Show. In this week's episode, the U.S. gets its groove on. The R in NRA stands for ransomware, supply chains in Korea, and I ran out of gas. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely Topics poorly presented. Hey, so Eric, what's new in your world? What have you done this week? Anything interesting? Um, I, I do not have a Guinness Book of World Records certificate. If that's what you're you're subtly hinting at here, I, I don't know. It's what's yeah. that <laughs> in the way? <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's kind of. I see you're you're keeping it close by though, right? Is that going yeah. on a wall somewhere? Is that? It uh... is gonna go somewhere there. I might move this whole, move everything out the way. <laughs> just just have the one thing, and like get LED lights around it. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. You know what you you should picture and picture on all of your future presentations. Just a shot of that, right? Hey, it's something to be proud of. Good job. Most uh, most watch security awareness training, isn't that what it was for? Yeah, something like it. it don't go into the details. The, the, yeah. the headline here: Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records. <laughs> <laughs> Let people assume it was for doing the most number of pull-ups in twenty-four hours. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's assume that. Great. All right. So we have some very interesting stories, and I saw what you did in the intro, and quite frankly, some of that was pretty funny. Very, well done, my friend. Well done. Uh, thank you. Two compliments from Eric in the space of as many minutes. I'm scared now. So let's move on to the stories. So Groove Ransomware calls on all extortion gangs, all of them, to attack U.S. interests. This is some sort of consortium of, of uh, ransomware gangs out there. Or is it is it like the uh, sinister six kind of thing? Uh, what What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, what happened here is... Um, they're upset. Groove Ransomware is upset at the takedown of Revil. And uh, in doing so, now they are calling to arms all of their brethren in the ransomware side. Put down our differences. Put down our competition. Let's go attack the good old US of A. Um, and that's kind of what they're going for here. Um, is it going to do anything? I don't know. But uh, it, it's rather interesting. Um one of the admins over at Orange is is saying, oh, this has been a long time coming. Now this is just the catalyst for it. And so we're just going to go attack the U.S. Yeah. now um, and maybe some Europe. I mean, you, you can't just sit back and watch the show, Javad. But uh, <laughs> um, there may be some Europe involved there, too. But ultimately, this is it's in retaliation, I think, to um, the U.S.'s stance and, and, you know, President Biden doing certain things as as far as getting together 30 other countries to say, yeah, we're tired of this stuff, which we've talked about in the past. Um, but the takedown of Revil and these uh, these things that we're doing to combat it, I think, is is what's really driving this. Yeah. So there have been like attack calls to arms like this in the past, and sometimes they haven't really amounted to much. Sometimes it's more like... Um, Oh, it's anonymous when they sometimes or all people yeah. claiming to be part of anonymous and they were like, we're going to do this. And then everyone's on high alert and nothing really happens. Or, or like three kids turn up and they've downloaded the 
uh, low orbit iron cannon and you know there's no masking of their ip address and they're, they're <laughs> yeah. We we saw something like this at Area 51. Remember that? Oh. <laughs> they were all going to rush Area 51. <laughs> those those were classic. <laughs> I just love that. Um, yeah. yeah, that didn't work out so how. Uh, I'm wondering if this is going to kind of fizzle the same way. But it is. It's interesting to see how they're reacting to some of this stuff. And it's kind of ironic when you when you read some of the stuff that they put out there. It's kind of like. Uh, they're, they're feeling like we did bad by shutting down Revol because, you know, they should be able to operate. What's the big deal? Um, they're just stealing money and destroying businesses. How dare you be law enforcement against us? Now, we're appalled by this and deeply uh, upset that you would come after us. And now we're going to fight back because well, I, I just don't even get the mentality behind that sometimes. I know sometimes they don't think they're doing things wrong. Um, they're just kind of like in the, they have more money than God. So who cares sort of mentality when it comes to attacking like us people, I've seen that in scams and, and things like that, where the people that they interview are like, well, you know, I, I take some money from that. It's like lunch money. You know, it was $12,000, man. I don't know where you go to lunch, <laughs> but <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, and some countries around, I mean, I think for this one, a lot of it just boils down to ideology and nationalism because yeah. it's seen more as a U.S. Uh, Russia Cold War, but th this is. Um, but you're right. In in some countries, it is being a cyber criminal, a scammer, a thief, a scumbag, a low life. It seems as a perfectly legitimate and uh, you know, career, just like being a teacher or a nurse. So <laughs> as long as you're, you're you're taking like lunch money from from uh, from the West, then it's then it's seen as good. Well, one time, friend friend of ours, uh, Tom Manford, he his phone got stolen, iPhone. This was a few years back, and he he kept seeing on it, um, on his uh, Apple notifications that someone's trying to log on and they can't log on, or someone's trying to access iCloud, he couldn't. And then one day he gets a message from the new owner of his phone. Uh, it was someone in India or Pakistan. And they were like, um, can, can you give me the password for this so that I can unlock it and, and reset it? <laughs> and he's like, no, you stole it. You've got my stolen. But he goes, no, I, I'm a poor student. I paid $100 for this phone. Um, you're a rich man. You've you've got it through. You've got, probably got a new phone through insurance. Uh, yeah. What's it for you? What difference does it make to you? And, you know, that. and, and Tom was just like, beside himself he was I, I think that he, he lost the three strands of hair that he did have on his hair. <laughs> that ended it huh? that, yeah, that was he, the end of it <laughs> that was the end of it, <laughs> it like, uh, but it's it's true that for, for some countries or you know it's it's just divorced from from the reality of what's happening in other countries and it's often seen as a victimless crime or a harmless yeah. crime you know, there's some nuggets in this. And and honestly, um, down below in the comments is going to be a link to this article. And I do recommend people look at this article because there are some very interesting nuggets that are in this. One of them is actually where they say, um, by the way, don't attack China, please, because if Russia starts cracking down on this stuff, we got to have somewhere to go. And I thought that was really interesting because we know that, you know, uh, the former Soviet Union has kind of turned a blind eye to a lot of this stuff going on within its borders. But they're actually showing some concern that this may have an impact within Russia, which I thought was really interesting. I thought it was mostly saber rattling we got going on when we're calling Putin going, please do something about this. 
you know, and the XKGB guy is like, yes, yes, we shall help. Um, and, and of course, you know, ha 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 on the side. But I found it, I found it really interesting that they were saying, stay away from China because we don't want to piss them off and maybe have maybe where we have to go. So what do you think of that little nugget? You know, I'm 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 on the fence about that one. I don't know whether that's a real thing or that's just to throw people like you off the scent. Like, oh look, Americans, they believe us. Oh, they believe that Russia's actually cracking down. I, I, um, I, I don't know. It's um I, I'm just gonna go on Twitter afterwards and follow the Grug or Cryptia. And they, they normally have better insights than me on this nation state stuff, and I just regurgitate <laughs> their, their, their wisdom and act like I'm more clever. All right. Um, but um, yeah, you uh, you're part of the NRA, aren't you? No, I don't no, answer I'm not that. Actually, but you don't have to answer that. I once I'm was. Yeah, I'm just saying you're an American, so you must love you. Don't. <laughs> it's, it's on a birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to I revoke status. At some point. I have an NRA. NR. <laughs> We're automatically opted in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is interesting. Um, speaking of ransomware gangs and attacking the U.S., um, hitting the NRA. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they've kind of downed the NRA. Now, uh, the NRA, if you don't know, has had um, just a, a wee bit of legal issues over the last few years. Um, it's always been a polarizing group, um, you know, no doubt about that. Um, whether you're on their side or not, you have to agree, they're polarizing. But what I thought was interesting about this is all of the legal woes that they have and, and all of that going on. This was a data exfiltration strain. And so they're saying we have a bunch of data. Well, if uh, if they have information like uh, um, attorney client privilege type stuff that normally wouldn't be released or, or be discoverable um, and, and that stuff gets dumped out on the internet, there could be some really serious repercussions for them based on that and that alone um, and some of those conversations, maybe even with politicians and things like that. So they're extorting them for money for sure. Um, but if you think about it, this is this is bigger than just some PII or something like that as far as how it could impact them and maybe even supporters or quiet supporters of the group as well. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's the thing. It's um, And this is where you see that how... Um, these criminals are going for more than just uh, data willy-nilly. They're, they're really researching what would have the highest impact, what where would it really hurt, hurt organizations. And so, you know, whereas like the NRA, uh, organizations like the NRA or member organizations might think, well, we don't hold a lot of, there's not much financial gain. But like you said, there's so much of this other information there that is extremely embarrassing, could be, dangerous like in the uk we, we covered like a few weeks ago a few months ago i, I lose track of time where the gun registered database was leaked mm. there a forum where people could buy and sell guns like if they're registered and that was leaked and then someone put the gps coordinates of of where they lived on on google maps yeah. so you can see what and um and so you know the and and that's not even a, a big issue over here as it is over there. <laughs> yeah. 
I was picturing here what the, the Google Maps would look like. They'd have to mark the places that don't have guns. Otherwise, it would just be a big, like, blob. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you have a gun? You're not American enough. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, you'd have to do it the opposite way. Instead of dots for people that do, because it would just take over the whole map. They'd have yeah. to have dots for people that don't. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a really really interesting. You know what? I, and you know, now that we're talking about it, I just uh, there's been a big uh, DDoS attack against a lot of uh, telcos in the yeah, in the UK yeah. over the last uh, uh, recent in recent days, and uh, they've been it, it's a impacted a lot of VoIP telecoms providers, yeah. and they've been asking for ransom to uh, to 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 effectively called off the attack and i thought that was really really interesting because often when we talk about ransomware people are like well if we have backups we can recover from backups and now we're talking about well you know they also exfiltrate data well if they exfiltrate data we we need to have these strategies but this is a, a type of attack where it's not taking your data your yeah. backups won't help it's just denying your service and it's asking for ransom and that's not new. That's been going on for, for a long time with those types of attacks, but they've kind of gone quiet for a bit, I think, as DDoS mitigations have improved. It's been less of an impact. And even there for a while, they were sending extortion notices to people um, claiming to be some of the groups that were doing this going, just send us money and it won't happen. Um, but they weren't really even the groups that were actually able to do it. But, you know, that kind of stuff, that's uh, that's available for rent out there as as a service these denial of service bots um, and botnets are available for rent out there which is kind of crazy it is it is and but it just got me thinking that oftentimes when there's a new threat out there um, we as an industry it's easy to solution jump to solutions you you, you want to solutionize everything and you say well because they encrypt data therefore we should have backups and then they say, well, we're not just encrypting now, we're exfiltrating the data. Okay, we need to have backups and we need to have DLP. Yeah. I said, well, we're now we're not even doing that. We're just doing this. And so so yeah. you see that that's why it's a it's a continuous game of of whack-a-mole. And rather than like going to the source and disrupting the 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 structures that allow them to 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 be successful. Yep. So regulate cryptocurrency, bring down the man <laughs> behind him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right, next story. Next story. Latest report uncovers supply chain attack by North Korean hackers. And when we say North Korean hackers, of course, we mean the Lazarus group. They're, they're all, yeah, exactly. It's just everyone. It's it's just the government, and they just created that like enlisted anyone that could use a computer into the the Lazarus group, and they've been around for years and years and oh, years. Yeah. Uh, so, so they've been active, and and really, if you if you look at it, they they have a two pronged um, strategy. The Lazarus Group. On one hand, they go after money, so they've had like some cryptocurrency mining or, yeah. or scams things, or attacking uh, some of the exchanges. They also went. Oh, I think they were behind the the one of the Swift attacks in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. I think they attack a bank over there. And the other part of their operations is more around. Um, espionage or yeah. disrupting or, or stealing state secrets or, or IP from other organizations and and what have you and typically they would uh, they they they'd repurpose existing malware in, into their own it's not 
highly, highly sophisticated, but they'll, they'll use what's available. A lot of times it's a combination of uh, spear phishing emails with um, uh, some known vulnerabilities that haven't been patched yeah. and they'll go in that way. What's interesting about this latest research is they've been shown to go directly to third parties in the chain of companies who they want to ultimately yeah. attack. And this is really, really interesting because we've seen with the likes of SolarWinds or uh, the Target Breach or Kaseya, um, you know, yeah. um, yeah. even when you look at how WannaCry started uh, through the um, through the um, accounting software yeah. in, uh, in Latvia, was it, I, I believe. But uh, it, it, either way, it, it's, it's highly effective to go through the supply chain and uh, really difficult to detect. So... Uh, do you think this is a start of, of the new newest trend where all of these nation states are going to start going after some supply chain because it's the soft underbelly of the whale? Who says they haven't been and we're just now looking for it and finding it, right? So this one, they went after a security vendor. And of course, when you install security tools on your on your systems, they have all kinds of permissions. Yeah. So, you know, they, they were able to use that to uh, to download the malware and install the malware. And of course, when you've taken over the very thing that's supposed to spot and stop the attacks, <laughs> it, may, it makes it pretty hard to stop and spot the attacks, right? <laughs> um, so it, it was very interesting. And you're right, there's two very distinct groups within Lazarus uh, that have different focuses. And I don't remember the subgroup names, um, but yeah, they have very different focuses. The thing is, they're good. They're really good. Um, and they take advantage of things. There was a, a podcast earlier this year that I heard it was like the Lazarus group. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Gosh, it was awesome though. But it went into how they were um, over in, I think the Philippines laundering money through casinos. It was a fantastic podcast on that. I'll see if I can find it. I'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Yes. It's a interesting, interesting story. Shall I bring up the next story now? Let's oh, do yeah, it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's hey, move going, on. You know, uh, someone was telling me in radio stations, they have uh, auto detection if it's quiet for too long. Some of them, they have software that detects it's been quiet for too long and they start playing the song automatically. Huh. Because, nice. because you don't want someone tuning in and it's just quiet for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, dead air. And, uh, right. and there, there was a discussion going on once and uh, one of the guests said something that was really shocking. And everyone was just stunned silence. And it was like really bad news. Like, I don't know, like my husband died by, you know, by by drowning, by being drowned by wolves at sea. And everyone was like, and then there's like this really happy song started. <laughs> oh, geez. Speaking of happy songs. Yeah. <laughs> I love, this is the one, I loved your intro on here. I ran out of gas. Ah! Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll be here all week. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, three... This is the type of quality uh, that our three listeners stick around for. John Oliver <laughs> must be quaking in his boots. Yep. Um, so yeah, Iran got hit by uh, by a cyber attack that shut down their uh, their gas pipelines and gas stuff. So uh, how's it feel? Ha! Ah. <laughs> I guess um, from our side, you know, having been a victim of uh, of a nearby gas pipeline outage it didn't affect uh, us but it drove our prices people by eric crone well, yeah. number one laugh at anyone that's a victim of any sort of crime that please continue 
No, no, no. We, you know, it, it was ironic here when the uh, when the pipeline went down over here that our prices went up and people panicked because we don't even get our oil from the pipeline. Um, but it caused this kind of ripple effect. And you got to wonder, like, when things like this happen, if something happens, um, you know, everybody's going to be running to the pumps to fill up, which puts extra demand on things, which puts a strain on the system. And lo and behold, here in Iran, yeah, they're they're their state run apparently gas stuff is down so apparently it wasn't all of their their gas it was a certain supply like the state yeah. supply and it was for people with a with a card to pay and they get a discounted rate with that card it's a state discounted rate um so only those were affected if you wanted to buy petrol or gas at full rate you could still do so that was on a different article i read so maybe interesting uh, things but um uh, well i mean it was really interesting i found it interesting that when you think of a country like iran you don't think of something that is a a a smart city so to speak or, or a smart infrastructure built into the the system so much that you can't get gas because your technology is down. You still imagine, like I know you, you're smiling because you're like one of those Americans. You still think that someone turns up with their camel and that there's some kids pumping away on their hand and like that. But that's not true at all. Other Americans maybe, but I know better. I've seen pictures. Yeah, you have helped I, to lighten me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, th this is where we we see a lot of nations, developing nations, are adopting IoT and smart cities and you know whatever. Far at a far rapider, rapider, a far quicker rate than um, developed nations because they don't have any old infrastructure to rip out yeah. or replace and, and change. So they're going straight to this stuff. And this is where I think you, we're going to see a lot more of these kinds of incidents occur, whether it be a malicious or whether it just be misconfigurations or yeah. or, or some vulnerabilities left and, and what have you. So I think I think this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, th there's some pretty, pretty serious things this week to unpack in this show. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of, of very, the, from the groove ransomware to the NRA now to gas and all of that. Uh, cybercrime is going to grow. And you said, like you said, in the developing countries where they're doing this and it's different too, like in Africa where they're mostly mobile, um, as opposed to having a, a infrastructure like we do here in the U.S. quite a bit. Um, it's a it's a different attack vector over there, I think, and, and it can be more critical than than some of the stuff we see here, or at least more impactful. Indeed, indeed. And you just sent me a message saying you got to go, isn't it? I, I... Okay, so Eric's got to go. So with that, uh, thank you very much for joining us all. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And uh, we will see you again next week on The Joint Show. Thank you very much. Stay secure, my friends.